Hello, everybody. My name is Gabe Sakala, and I'm co-hosting here for The Reality of Virality with Andre Evans, where we break down all of the stereotypes and unknown tricks about social media and growing a following and being an influencer. We have Olivia Fonville here, who's going to talk a little bit about her experience and what makes her unique in the industry. Olivia, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a senior here at High Point University studying communications and I have been involved in the influencer world for about three years now. Um, a few other things I do on campus is I'm a group fitness instructor. And so I get to lead classes at our rec center. And it's just a great time, really fun environment to be able to encourage all my peers around me. What I've been doing in the influencer world is I have been able to really broaden my horizons and work with brands that I would never imagine I would work with. And it's been such a great journey, but there have been ups and downs. Um, after COVID, I kind of saw less engagement with my posts. And so I'm kind of at the point right now where I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can I make this content more engaging? How can I grow my following um, in a time where engagement has seemed low? But I've really enjoyed being able to leverage my social media and use it to enhance my purposes in life. And I love encouraging people. I love encouraging them in their health and wellness walks and also just sharing uplifting things while also creating some creative fun posts. So that's a little bit about me. So you sound very excited to motivate people, encourage them, and just be a positive influence in social media. Is that correct? Yeah. No, 100%. Because uh, I've seen a ton of influencers, you know, use their profiles to help brands and create more awareness on, you know, different health topics. But there's not a ton of people doing it to encourage others. And there are so many social media users online. And I thought, what a better way than to spread positivity and, and, and encouragement to others and um, have that on my platform and have people know me as that encourager. As far as your fitness and then that turning into a social media opportunity. When did those two things come together? I know you said about three years ago, was that kind of at the start of COVID? Were you part of that uh, huge group that jumped into influencing around that time? Mm -hmm. So I jumped into influencing a little before COVID. I was actually signed with an agency in LA and New York City for modeling. And so when COVID hit, all castings went away all modeling gigs went away and that kind of took away from some of my content. And so then during COVID, when I started to post different, you know, workout or post-workout selfies or, you know, different protein shakes I was making, I saw that a lot of people were interested in what I was making. And so that's when I jumped on the bandwagon of working with different companies and creating content that was brand images for them instead of all these modeling opportunities that I had because I wasn't getting those during COVID and during when um, the whole pandemic, when everyone was isolated at home. Then fitness and the encouragement kind of came into play a little after. 
Um, at first I was focusing more on just brainstorming content. Um, I didn't really have an image that I wanted to portray to people. I was kind of just all jumbled in the head trying to figure out um, what I was doing really. So I would say a few years after, um, probably last year actually is when I started implementing more of the health and wellness and positive affirmations on my page. And um, I saw a really good turnout just because people messaging me like, thank you for that message. Like that really encouraged me or people coming up to me at different social events and just saying, your Monday motivation posts always, you know, get me out of bed or brighten my day. And that was really encouraging to hear because I wasn't really getting a ton of engagement online, but I knew that I was reaching a few people and that's really what mattered. So you'd say like once you found your niche or maybe putting it in other words, like once you got consistent in your posting, um, as with like when you did it as well as like what kind of things you were posting, that's kind of when you started to grow, you'd say a lot? Yes and no, because right when I started posting, I would say, yes, I grew. Um, I started to grow more during COVID, like end of 2020, um, I started to see less engagement. And that's when I had my niche and was focusing more on health and wellness but I wasn't getting the proper engagement that I wanted to be getting. And I think that is because I was very relaxed in my posting, very relaxed in the content creation, which it's hard when you don't have a partner who's going to help you with the posting and with content creating. Um, you can't always use a tripod. You can't always just set your phone up and hope it captures the full image because it really doesn't. And so I think the reason why my engagement was getting so low is because I wasn't able to create the right content and the most engaging content that, you know, all my other competitors were creating. So it sounds like you're kind of hinting at the idea that there's so many people on social media, as we know. Like there's billions of accounts on social media and with all these accounts, it must obviously be a little harder to stand out. And now that you have to stand out so much, that time aspect of creating content and just putting time into creating ideas, creating the content itself, editing, it really does play a factor in whether you're going to shine or not. Because, you know, if you don't give that time, you're not going to shine. Would you, would you agree with that? Could you provide some light on that? Oh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Um, billions of people are on social media and, you know, more than half of them want to be the social media influencer and want to be known for, you know, the brands they work with. And so you are competing against these people every single day. And if you are not creating posts that are either on the same level or above their level, then you're not going to get recognized. And then that automatically will boot you out from working with companies because companies are going to see the other people. And so it really is vital, you know, as a social media influencer to take that time and really produce content that captivates the eye because being an influencer is 
basically like being a modern day marketing director or marketing person because we've seen the marketing world shift to social media and you know companies have budgets worth millions that they're giving to social media influencers I'm pretty sure like Addison Ray, all those TikTok influencers who are literally 19, 20 years old, making millions of dollars just in posts per year. Um, they're making more than, I'm pretty sure it was the most famous actors. So there's a ton of money to be made in social media. However, they are like they are spending several hours a day, every day creating that content. And so if you are not on that wave, you're not gonna rise above and, you know, compete at their level. So you are a college student, obviously, and you recognize the time commitment that you have to put into this. What Did you do influencing before college <clears throat> or before you really had a full-time commitment? And if not, how have you balanced that full-time commitment with school? Mm -hmm. So during COVID, when we were all online and all at home, that was a great time because I could do it all day, every day, and have no time constraints. And so there's a difference that I've seen from before coming to college and doing some influencer work. I definitely felt more free and more available to spend time on my accounts and really focus on growing them. And that's when I realized when I did come to college and come back to school after COVID, especially I was so busy and it's taken me a while to find that balance and kind of time management with focusing on, you know, my account, making a content calendar, you know, reaching out to brands. But it's been something that I've worked on and that I've kind of found a good groove um, especially as a senior, I'm in 18 credits and trying to graduate in December. So it has been tough trying to find that balance of work life, school life, and then also social life. Um, because you do want to have that social aspect and you don't want to be always glued to your phone, which is something that I've had to learn. You know, I can't place my identity in my social accounts I can't place my worth in them because that will just drag me down especially on those days where I'm not seeing that engagement and I'm not seeing an increase in following I cannot get down on myself I just have to kind of brainstorm different ways to keep on growing yeah so it is really easy to get caught up in yourself and what, what you think of yourself based on your social media. Um, I know that like you have days where it's on and days where it's off, but do those good days typically outweigh the bad? Like how do you, how do you move forward once when you've had a bad day on social media and you're really getting down on yourself? How do you get back up? Mm -hmm. I think it's just in anything, whenever you get down about yourself with a bad grade or something went wrong with a friend or, you know, my social media isn't doing great. I do focus on those good days and they a hundred percent outweigh the bad days just because you have to keep that perspective, um, of being positive and having that outlook on life that things won't go the way you plan them to go every single day. And you just have to roll with the punches and, 
analyze what you're doing in that situation, why it produced the outcome, and how you can prevent it from happening again. And that's kind of what I do, seeing a post that had low engagement. Okay, why did this create such bad engagement? What do I need to do to prevent this again? And um, how can I be more creative? And that's kind of how I get out of those little ruts. And um, So going off of that, there's all the, all these things that you can do to make sure you have like the best post, the most engaging poster. And then you look back to think of what you could have d- done differently. But do you think there's an element of luck in it across the board? Do you think that there's an element of, you know, your post, the right person seeing your right, the right post at the right time? And it just propels it forward. Somewhat, yes, just because Instagram's algorithm, especially TikTok, it's, you know, it's luck. You know, they will show your post or they won't, Um, especially with reels. So many people are creating reels and Instagram has it to where when you post a reel, it goes on to the main feed page. So even if people aren't following you, they're going to see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just depends if they choose your specific reel to be seen more or, you know, the algorithm works where if more people engage, they'll show it to more people. Um, so I think there is an element of luck, especially when you look at influencers, um, like Addison Ray. I'm going to mention her again. She was this small girl, small town girl living in Texas, I think. Um, some small town, but she posted dance videos. And then next thing you know, she's moving to LA. She's signing contracts left and right, making millions of dollars a year. I mean, I think that's luck. Um, but it's just really the right people seeing the post at the right time. Yeah. I would agree with that in a sense. I think it it does have to do with a lot of timing and, and luck in the sense of being in the right place at the right time. Uh, I want to touch back on what you were talking about before and kind of an analyzation uh, way to view social media and see what you could have done better, what you could do wrong. Um, How much time would you say you currently put into social media per day or even a week? Um, And how much time do you think you would need to put in to start growing at an exponential rate where you would be able to do that as a career? I would say I spend about... 30 minutes to an hour per day, which is pretty low. Um. <laughs> no, I, that, I, I get that. I mean, um, as I touched on in the first episode, I influence as well. And I mean, I've been spending hours a day and I still am struggling with that growth process. So it, it, it's a huge time commitment. It really is. No, it it definitely is a huge time commitment. And I think a part of me, why I've only been spending up to an hour per day on social media is because of being in school and using excuses to not start and um, using the excuse that, oh, well, no one's going to help me create this content. Well, you just have to do it yourself sometimes. You know, you just have to start it. Um, And eventually you will gravitate towards people who will come into your life and help you create content. But 100% to really see exponential growth in your accounts, you need to be spending up to a couple hours a day um, and really just devoting blocks of time 
to creative developments, planning your content, mapping out what brands you're working with and what they want from you, what kind of content they want, and also just creating different ideas on how to really grow your page. And it's like, I know all these things and the fact that I'm not implementing them in my daily routine right now is, you know, upsetting and sad, but I think we tend to see see it as a ton of work and sometimes we can let that laziness you know, distract us from actually just starting. In terms of like starting and why you're doing it and everything, obviously social media is a a cost benefit analysis. You know, you wouldn't be doing it if you were getting nothing out of it. Um, But obviously there has to be an amount of benefit that you're getting. How important is your why of why you're doing your social media and how does that affect your cost benefit analysis? Um, and how does that affect just continuing in general? Because, you know, the the New Year's resolutionists in the gym are a perfect example. They come in for a month or two and then they're gone. Um, obviously, their cost-benefit analysis didn't merit to continue. So how important is your why? How does that help you continue? And if so, if you do have a why, what is it? Mm-hmm. So my why for social media has kind of changed Um from time to time, just because I think I was confused as to why I was doing it. But now I would definitely say my why is to be able to impact people and shed a light on true health and wellness and creating a positive atmosphere for people to come to my page and say, wow, she's a real person. She uses the products that she promotes and she is educating people on how to be healthy, and how to live a positive life. And so I've always had a heart for people. I've always been that outgoing person who will stop and talk and really listen to you. And so I think I finally found, you know, why am I posting things on social media? Well, it's to impact people and to create a lasting change. And I think when I implemented that why and focused on that, I did lose a couple followers because before that I was just posting because, you know, oh, wow, I look good in that picture or, wow, this brand is promoting me. Let me promote it. That's so cool. And it was just all about me. And even though I was getting a ton of engagement, maybe because people were attracted to the post, I'm not sure. But when I shifted my why to focusing on others, that kind of changed the content I was creating. And I think because of that, I've had to rebuild my following and rebrand myself. And so maybe that's why I've seen lower engagement just because I'm kind of starting from the ground up again. Um, But I would definitely say that's my why. And also with social media, you know, working with brands, they're either paying you, sending you checks, or you're getting free merch. And so that's obviously a motivator. You know, you're making money, you're getting free stuff of products you're using. And so that's definitely been a motivator for me. Um, However, just getting busy with life and school 
um, has definitely been hard to continue um, the consecutive hours per week. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. Um, just when you taught, talked about the delayed gratification of getting with a, a company and getting free merch and everything like that, um, that resonates really deep with me because my goal when I started when I was 17 was to get sponsored by this company called Jed North. And it did take four years, but four years later, I did end up getting sponsored by Jed North. And it was just like the coolest thing ever. So um, I totally get having that goal in mind that keeps you going. Um, and then keeping that close with your why and having that all tied together. So um, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Would you mind sharing your social media so everybody can follow you? And yeah, of course. Um, my social media is at Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A, Fonville, F-O-N-V-I-L-L-E-E. Two E's. My regular name only has one. Um, but follow me. Let's connect on there. I would love to connect with you guys. And thank you so much for having me on your show. And thanks again, Olivia. You were great. And that was the third installment of the reality of virality. Thank you all for coming and listening again. Really appreciate it. Um, again, we'll be coming out with a new episode next week and hope to see you there. Bye guys. Thank you for listening. Perfect. All right.